my next guest, he's a professional mixed martial artist with a perfect record of six wins with no losses. This man has a 100% finish rate with five first-round finishes. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome onto the show, Robbie Ring. How you doing, Robbie? I'm doing well. Happy to be here on the show. Hey, thanks for taking the time, brother. I know uh, you're busy. You're getting ready for a big fight. So thank you just you know for taking this time to just chat it up with me, man. No problem at all. So uh, six and zero, oh, man, hundred percent finish rate. That sounds it's a pretty badass thing, don't you think? Oh yeah, yeah. I like I like to get in there and get the job done. That's for sure. Now for for you, you know, you got a huge fight coming up. But before we can get into that, man, I just want to let the audience know, man. Like who who are who is Robbie Ring, man? Like tell us about you, man. Uh, tell us, you know, why MMA? Why are you uh, not not only such a badass, but why'd you even start in this? Yeah, so I, I feel like I got a pretty uh, interesting story. Um, so I'm just a 23-year-old kid uh, from a small town in Virginia, uh, yeah. Withville, Virginia. Uh, it's right in the Appalachian Mountains. Um, population here is about 20,000. So Whoa. small area, blue-collared town, yeah. uh, lots of factories. But uh, how I got involved in martial arts is... Both my mom and dad are lifelong martial artists. My mom, she was a uh, black belt in Chuck Norris fighting systems, and she was a professional kickboxer in the 1980s. Uh, my dad, he is a black belt in Walt Bayless combat jiu-jitsu, and uh, he's been doing this for around 35 years now. So both of my parents uh, were involved in martial arts. Uh, when they got married, they opened up a gym here in Withville. Yeah. And uh, so I was kind of just a baby crawling across the mats, uh, got a little older, started uh, traditional karate, Tang Sudo karate, then uh, got a little bit more older and started jujitsu and then MMA. And now we're here. Oh, man. Now, so so for you, you know, that grew up in, in the martial arts industry, was there like um, did you do any other sports? You know, as a kid and stuff, I, I played like rec league basketball yeah. and uh I did all right, but, you know, it wasn't my passion. I knew that uh, martial arts, um, when I was younger, I don't think I appreciated it as much. You know, I, I would go to tournaments and win these karate tournaments or go to a jujitsu tournament and win. But uh, I didn't really start taking it serious and thinking I could make something out of myself till around 14 years old. And, uh, man, I've been guns blazing since then. I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to fight in the UFC, and I just worked as hard as I could. Now I've got a pretty good opportunity on the 22nd. Now, you know, for you and being in the sport of mixed martial arts, it's very different. Like every sport's got their challenges, but like, you know, for you, right. You're saying, you know, I want to be in the UFC or I want to be a fighter, right. It's a difference between like saying it and then doing it, whether it's weight cut or, you know, just getting your first like hard punch right in the face. Am I right? Yeah. When did it yeah, hit you I, that you were in there? Yeah, man. It's uh, I'll tell you, this sport is, it's the best sport in the world, but it really isn't for the weak. You know, it, it's yeah. a tough sport, uh, not just physically, but mentally it's a tough sport too. Um, football players during their season, they get to compete every single week. Yeah. So if they have a, a bad week, they get to turn it around next week. MMA fight and you go out there and have a bad fight, it's going to stick with you for at least three months. So it's, it's a tough sport. It's a tough sport, mentally and physically. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, not, not to take anything away from, like, a football player, but if you, you know, play professional football, you do make 
pretty good money. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. So yeah. that's another thing that kind of helps you stay afloat, right? So yep. diff di definitely different kinds of like pay scales and what you're doing with the fighter. I think that it's one of those things that, you know, if, I guess if you really want it, I mean you have to really want it, right? Yes. Uh you got you have to make sacrifices outside of the cage as well. You know, like you said, the money thing is uh a thing that, you know, most up and coming fighters struggle with. It's you if you set your mind that you want to make it to the top, you're not going to be able to work a 12-hour shift job. I mean, there's so many factories here where I'm at that, uh, you know, I could make, you know, $28, $30 an hour, but when would I ever have the time to train to make my goals? So yeah. lots of sacrifices in the fight game. How do you stay focused? Um. Yeah, so this is a, a good question. I stay focused. I just constantly tell myself, that if I want to be the best, I have to train like the best. Yeah. And uh, I think that training is what keeps me focused. Six days a week, I know that I'm going to push my myself to the limits. Uh, one day of rest to relax the body and relax the mind. But, you know, when you put in all that work, it's kind of hard not to stay focused. Yeah. So uh, I think that hard work, Hard work leads to keeping focus on a fight. And plus, you know, when you've worked so hard for something for so long, you, you know that this is like I know from my fight on the 22nd that this is my time to go out there and, and show the world who I am. And uh, that's been keeping me really, really motivated. Now, life isn't perfect, right, Robbie? I mean, you started uh, in 2019, right? That was your first professional fight. Uh, you were kind of your career kind of overlapped under the COVID time, right? Yes, sir. So I'm sure like that was a struggle in itself, man. Like how, um, what do you tell yourself? Like, I mean, cause a lot of it, you're, you're by yourself, right? Your mind, your thoughts, there, there's a time here and there and not every day is freaking perfect, right? You're going to struggle <laughs> with it. Like is what, is there one thing or a mantra that you tell yourself, like, you know, a saying or anything that you tell yourself just to continue to move forward and grind and remind yourself why you're doing this? Yeah. So, uh, you know, during COVID, that was a, a very hard time, um, but it kind of opened up. I, I felt like I matured a little bit during COVID. Mm -hmm. I had a few amateur fights right before I turned pro that it was against guys that I should have went out there and completely smashed, but I ended up going to a decision with them. I think that uh, my mindset was a little off in my last couple of amateur fights. I didn't truly believe that I was as good as uh, I probably am or was mm -hmm. at that time. So I started really just believing in myself and waking up every day and say, I'm a bad guy. I, I wake up every morning and say, I'm a bad guy and I need to go out there and prove it today. And uh, just that mindset of getting 1% better every single day, that, that keeps me moving forward because in this game of mixed martial arts, you're constantly learning. I don't care who you are. There's so many techniques that you can learn. There's so many things that you might have a bad habit of doing on your feet that you can go in there and fix it that day. And uh, I emptied my cup out. I, my cup might have been halfway full, but I completely emptied it out and just became a student. And uh, I feel like that's why I've got so many finishes now as a pro. When did it hit that, hey, I'm pretty damn good at this MMA thing? <laughs> probably uh you know I, i've always believed that i was good um i think that pressure and being the small town guy fighting you know locally and stuff and everybody yeah. knows you as a fighter it started to wear on me and I, I and fighting amateur i was young i had my first it was an unofficial mma fight but it was back in 2015 i was a 15 year old yeah. kid 
So uh, I let that pressure go and just focused on what I'm going to do out there, not really focused on what everybody else wants me to do or if I'm going to let people down if I don't win. Um, so after I fought Jacob Kilburn, the uh, he's a ex-UFC vet, and um, I went out there and dominated that fight, and I was like, well, he, he's made it to the top, and I just ran through that fight, and why can't I get there? And so that fight really boosted my confidence in myself. And uh, two fights later, I, I got the call to come on to the Contender Series. And how long had it had it been, or what were you doing when you know? I believe what are you with uh, Jason House? Yes, sir. Iridium Sports Agency. Yep, awesome. And shout out to them. Jason's such a great guy. But uh, what were you doing, or when did you get that call, and how did it feel? Man, it. Uh, I was actually. I just got done with uh, MMA practice. Yeah. And I got home and I'm a newlywed. I've been married for about four weeks now. And uh, me and my wife were just sitting there watching TV like we always do. And I get a text message from Jason House. And he said, uh, there's a spot on the Contender Series that just opened up. Are, are you ready? And I said, I, I'm ready. Let's go. Um, didn't even know the opponent yet, but I was just like, let's go. I don't care. Um, I'm going to train hard and uh, go out there and do what I do. He gave me the opponent, and uh, I felt like it was a good matchup, so that made it even better. And uh, me and my wife, we just celebrated. I called my parents, who were my coaches, and told them they were super ecstatic about it. So it was a good, it was a good night, that's for sure. Now, do they? How, so how does that work? You know, uh, so you're going to fight in contender series uh, on Tuesday, the 22nd. Huge opportunity for you. Uh, but do they like fly a family member out? Do they just fly corner? Do they even let family go in there and watch this fight? Because I've seen some people in the audience. How does that work? So uh, they, of course, they bring my corners, which is going to be my mom and my dad. Um, I think I'm the first in contender series history to have their mom and their dad it's pretty in the corner. Dope. So uh, they fly us out there and they do. Uh, you can invite two people um, to oh, come. So I I've got a teammate of mine that's going to make the trip with me and uh, share the experience. Uh, my wife, she's a school teacher, and school just started back oh. up, so unfortunately, she don't get to be there. But I know that she'll be she'll be watching and cheering me on. Uh, do you feel nerve pressure having your mother and father, you know, corner you? <clears throat> um, not really, because they've been in the uh, they've been in my corner for a lot of fights. Um. You know, dad, he's all I've known as my head coach. And um, so I really don't feel any nerves. We we do a great job about separating, you know, that father-son, mother-son bond and then the coach bond. So when we're in Vegas and we're getting ready to fight in the lead up to the fight, they're going to be in coach mode. Uh, it's mm -hmm. not going to be it's not going to be family time. It's going to be uh, them coaching me to victory. No, 100 percent. You know, I. <laughs> What's funny is, you know, growing up as a kid, when I did jujitsu, I, I, I didn't like my parents even watching me. And I even not yeah. just didn't like martial arts, but with anything, I was like, uh, can you like stay yeah. away? You don't <laughs> like it. You're going into like a fist fight with mom and dad watching, man. So that's pretty neat there. Um, Who motivated you besides families or a fighter that you looked up to? Someone that like really like got your attention into the UFC? Great question. Uh. So I, I tell everybody that I'm, I'm a fan of uh, UFC now, but I'm an even bigger fan of the UFC, the early UFC days. And yeah. I remember 
sitting there as an eight-year-old boy uh, with my dad, and we were watching, man, my favorite favorite fighter of all time, Randy Couture. Hey, that's we my watching, dad's favorite. Yes, uh, oh, it's yeah. my dad's favorite as well. And uh, I would sit there, and I think I, I was watching Randy Couture uh, spank Tito Ortiz, and I looked <laughs> at my dad, and I said, Dad, I want to do that. I, I want to fight in the UFC. And, uh, you know, dad probably snickered back then and said, yeah, you could do it if you set your mind to it. But uh, now it's becoming a, a reality. So um, I get, you know, Randy Couture, I, I probably give my, he's got my absolute respect. I love that man. I love his fighting style. Still follow him. He's a great. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's doing great stuff at the PFL as well. Yes, he is. So he's killing it. Uh, Robbie, Tuesday, contender series fight, man. Going out there, man. What would it mean to you for you to secure a UFC contract? Man, uh, I don't think that words could even express how much that would mean to me, but not only me, but my, my wife, my parents, my gym, ring combat sports. Man, it would just show that you don't have to come from a, a big area or a, a huge gym. There's nothing against that, but you see, we don't we don't have that here in small town Withville in the middle of nowhere. No uh, UFC just, people have come through uh, where you're from. Uh, we I have some buddies that come in and train. That's in the UFC. Uh, Brian Battle. Uh, yeah. He comes down. Hey, uh, Brian Battle's been on the show. Shout out to him. Yeah, that's uh, he. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, I go to his gym in Charlotte and train. He comes down here and trains. He's a uh, one of my good friends, but. For the most part, it's just blue collared workers. They get off of work. There you go. They get off of work and uh, they come to the gym and they're hard workers and tough. They've got some tough guys down here. So mean the world. Now, for for you, any extra nerves? Do you feel like any extra pressure headed into this fight? You know, this is a, a, a very big opportunity for me. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a couple nerves there, but it's more like excitement nerves. Yeah. Um I've had a lot of fights for my age. I think that counting my unofficial MMA fights and then my amateur fights and then my pro fights, I think that this is like number 24 for me. Yeah. So uh, I've had a lot of fights. I know what it's like to be in the, the octagon. Um, I just got a, a lot a lot more eyes on me this time. So uh, more excitement, nerves than anything. If your opponent is listening to this and he's trying to, you know, kind of maybe get in your head or whatnot or just see what you're saying, uh, what message do you have for him? Uh, my message for him is he, he needs to be ready because I've trained my butt off for this fight. Uh, this is, you know, I'm sure that he would say the same thing, but this means everything to me. This is not just the last six years of a dream. This is my entire life that uh, I'm fighting for right here. This is all I've ever wanted in my entire life, and I've put in so much work for a long time to get here. So he better he better come ready because uh, I'm giving it a 100% in there, and I, I don't plan to leave uh, not victorious that night. Without getting ahead of yourself here, you know, you're looking at, you know, you got to make a big <laughs> splash, right? This is what this is, is for, is a job interview, right? In front yes, of Dana White, in front of the most important minds in the UFC, man. So getting a finish is the game plan, right? It's always the oh, game yeah. plan, 100% finish rate. You kind of have an idea of what the hell are you going to do once you finish him? I want to. I, I I want to grab a hold of that neck, choke him out, and then get up and just go to Dana White and say, "I'm here." You know, uh, hell yeah. That I've worked. I've worked hard for this. I'm here. Come on, sign me. Uh, I won't let you down. 
Hell yeah. Now, uh, Robbie, is there um, to anyone out there that uh, is a fan of yours or may just be hearing about you for the first time, man, what message do you have for them? What can they expect from Robbie Ring this coming Tuesday on the Contender Series? Well, you better tune in and watch me because uh, I'm different than most fighters. I've got that I've got that old school fighting style in me. I've got I've got that dog in me. I like to put people on their back, elbow them, punch them, and then look for the opening. I like to I like to feel the person break, um, and that's what we we that's what the game plan is for this fight is pressure him until he breaks, and then look for the finish. If you like the old school uh, days of MMA, then you'll like Robbie Ring. Um, like I said, I'm just a small town kid, and uh, I think that a lot of people could find inspiration from me that it doesn't matter where you're from, that you can make something out of yourself with hard work. Hey, man, I love it. Robbie, thank you so much, man. I appreciate your time. Is there anything you want to let uh, the audience know before we sign off? Um, just uh, tune in and watch me. You know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm a good guy. You know, I'm humble and... Uh, the more fans that you can have, the better in this sport. So uh, just make sure to make sure to tune in, support me, August twenty second, ESPN Plus. Uh, you won't regret it. Hell yeah, man! Ladies and gentlemen, that is professional mixed martial artist, undefeated Robbie Ring. Robbie, thank you so much for your time. Yes, sir. Thank you.